And I literally was like, you know what? Deuces, I'm out. And I literally walked out of that job. (laughs) Welcome to Healthy Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. I am so thrilled to introduce you to my new friend, Alicia Christian. She is a force to be reckoned with. Let me tell you, she is an actress, a singer, a doctorate in nursing practice, and the host of the Eating Me podcast. After over 10 years away from the entertainment world, Alicia is ready to share her ability to engage an audience through her storytelling, sultry, and gospel-based vocal stylings, or by way of interviewing individuals sharing stories about how eating has affected their lives on a personal or professional level. Beyond the entertainment realm, Alicia is a certified pediatric nurse practitioner. Children are magical and generally want to be their best selves each and every day. Alicia prides herself in assisting the pediatric population in providing preventative health education as well as treatment to help them lead lives that they are meant to have as they approach adulthood. In Alicia's words, she says, I'm a jack of all trades that has mastered how to do what I want in this life. What I want to do is a blessing to those that I encounter. The hope is they go out in the world and do the same. So Alicia, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so excited to be on your show. So thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Just reading your bio lights me up. Every time we talk, I get lit up. Looking at your website. Oh, my goodness. To my community who's listening, if you have not met Alicia yet, I'm just going to go ahead and jump to the end. Go to AliciaChristian.com because when you see (laughs) me that infectious smile on the front of her page, you will know why I'm so lit up right now as well. So again, Alicia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you yes, so much. Yes, yes. So before we jump into our juicy topic, which is finding our passion at any stage of life, would you be willing to play a little rapid fire question session with me? I would love it. Let's do it. Yay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So very important question here. This is going to determine our friendship. We can <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Sweet, salty, or savory? Sweet. Okay. We can be friends because actually, really, oh, anything hey, hey. would be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yes. <laughs> Little trick question. Oh sweet is your thing. <laughs> oh, it is definitely my thing. I mean, I can do some, you know, salty things, some savory things, but if there's a good cookie or cake, I'm your girl. It's like, like- <laughs> 
snatched up. All right. Uh, exactly. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. So far you're winning. I uh, yes. Okay. I'm a dog oh. dog mama right here. I'm allergic to cats. So that's one. Yeah. Same. And you know, for those that love cats, I get it because they're so self-sufficient. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like <laughs> they're also scary to me. Like they're oh. just kind of like out of nowhere, you'll just see them like running around. You're like, what is happening? You're like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but you know, dog has nothing to do. That's how I feel. Like, okay, are we like, what are you doing? But you know, no, I, I love dogs. They're just so loyal and they're just sweet and they're just unconditional in terms of just how they present themselves. Yeah. I, I dogs. agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Your favorite movie of all time. It just is so funny because someone just asked me this the other day. Uh-huh. And I always go back to my childhood favorite movie, which was The Sandlot. I love oh, that. I think movie. I know that one. So it's about these kids that play baseball. And they, um, every, you know, pretty much every day after school or during the summer, playing baseball is like the way they connect. And they, as children, you know, you have these like grandiose ideas. And so the pe- this man that lives next door, he's kind of like a hermit, but he has this scary dog. And so they made up all these stories about this dog and how scary this dog is. And this dog has done this and an attack, you know. And when they find out that, that he is also a baseball fan and he has all this original paraphernalia from like Babe Ruth and all this stuff. And so it's a really cute story. And I, I know pretty much all the uh, dialogue and everything. It's just, it's it's a fun little movie. I love it. It's so cute. I love that. I'll have to check that out. I've got three teenagers. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like maybe that could be a good family movie for us. It time. is. It's literally the best. All right. Thanks for the tip. And then last question, and this is definitely not a trick question, is yeah. would you share with us one of your favorite childhood memories in the kitchen? Oh, my goodness. One of my favorite childhood memories would be with my aunt. And we called her Amy. And so mm-hmm. she would like, she had certain actual recipes that no one, she shared with no one, right? Oh. She was that person, right? But she, okay. you could watch her do certain things, but then she would tell you to either leave the kitchen because she was doing something that she didn't want you to know about. Like she was, she was that no person. No way. And <laughs> every time I would be in the kitchen with her, she would allow me to stay. We and a special connection. I did because I was one of the only people. I'm, I'm a Southern girl. So we, um, she made greens all the time. And I was one of the kids that would sit and drink what's called pot liquor, which is basically the juice from the greens. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I would, I would drink the green, I would drink the pot liquor with her and have cornbread. And so that was our connection. And so anytime I was in the kitchen, but she knew like I was true blue to her. So she, I, I, I couldn't tell you, and probably another reason why she would let me stay in the kitchen is because I, I was a kid. Like, you know, I wasn't like really paying attention to all the ingredients. Right. But I want to believe I was the special one. So I was the special one. I got to in <laughs> on all the action. Yeah. Um, particularly when she would make greens, that was always my favorite time because I could watch, and I actually am really good at making greens. I think it was because I was watching her so much. Um, I, I It was just priceless just to be in there with her because she just was, she didn't measure anything. She was one of those. Oh, that looks good. And then she would just kind of go from there. And so mm-hmm. that was that was always like a special time for me to be with her, my Amy. So yeah. I love that. And you can tell she had a lot of love for you. That, that's she did. amazing. I love that bond. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
So now that leads us into our topic today, finding passion. I know you and I have so many similarities with the Mm -hmm. nutrition, with the entertainment industry, with Uh wanting to help and heal others. And what I wanted to glean from you to share with our community in particular is I would really love to know more just about your path in finding your passion. Because I imagine, like most of us, it probably was not a straight line. And feel free to correct me if it was. But would you... (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you've come to find your passion today. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's wild. I've always known that I wanted to either perform or sing to some capacity. Uh, I tell people this story. My mother would just entertain. She would let mm-hmm. me just entertain her all the time. And nice. anyone that was at home with us, they would kind of question it, like, why are you letting this child just kind of like take over? Like, there would be adults there, and I'm, you know, center of attention. Just so, <laughs> <laughs> out of curiosity, are you um, are you a fire sign in the the astrological no. chart? So finally, oh. I'm a Taurus. That is surprising. Okay, yeah. good to know. I know. Good to know. It, it's wild. So I've always been the person that's you know wanted to entertain and make people feel good. And so it started at home, right? I started, and then from there, I sang in gospel choirs. I was part of the church. It's just, you know, part of the construct. And once I started singing in the gospel choir and and people would actually say to me, oh, you can sing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not just my mom, you know, appeasing me. I, this is real. And anyone who's singing in a gospel choir, especially ones that are, you know, pretty strict with how they kind of manage things, They'll let you know, like you're off. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're real not quick. Singing solo, <laughs> real quick. Yes, right, right. Our people so, keep it honest for sure. Okay, you know, <laughs> and, and I was actually speaking to someone about this. Actually, my um, voice teacher, because uh, you know he also sang in gospel choirs too. And I was like, listen, that's a lot of. I mean, even though I had that great experience, just a lot of trauma from how hard some of these people were. But that's a whole other story. Yes. But so I started, right. So I started singing with the gospel, uh, different gospel choirs around my, uh, the city that I grew up in. And I then was introduced to theater and that was in middle school. I kind of dibbled in it a bit, but then once I got to high school, my theater teacher, who I'm still really good friends with, he's like one of my mentors. This man saved my life. Like seriously. Um, I'm, yeah, seriously, like I, I was a child. I was always overweight, even though I would love, I still was very extroverted and everything. I still had so many insecurities and he saw through that. Like he was like, okay, I see you in a way that you are, you're trying so hard to fight to be seen. I already see you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Oh, that's love right there. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I first met him, I was actually in the marching band, um, during band camp, one time at band camp. Um, <laughs> love it. So I, I I actually auditioned for the color guard. So the color guard is basically the girls who perform with like the flags and. Oh, that's right. Um, the big old flags. Yeah. Yes. So you're dancing right along with the. Right. Beat so on the drum. Yes. All those things. Right? <laughs> so I am one of them. Even though I auditioned, I was still like really nervous. Like, girl, what did you get yourself into? Like, what are we doing? So I was in the back. Because I just wanted to kind of see what everyone else was doing first before I brought myself to the front. And he actually was also one of the coaches 
for the marching band. And that's where he initially spotted me. And he saw me and he motioned to me to come forward. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? What did I do? And he said, you come forward. You're a star. Mm. And that has stuck with me mm. for ever, right? Um, yeah, and the power it, of it, teachers and the right. power of being seen, especially power at a young age. Seen. And I think that's so important mm. for kids in general because sometimes you feel inadequate in so many ways. You're trying to figure out, especially in high school, middle school, those years are so weird for kids, yes. you know? Trying to figure it out, you know. Go back, yes. No, Mm -hmm. not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I shined throughout high school in terms of like performing and all that. And when it was time to graduate, I got small again in terms of just like I probably shouldn't pursue going to New York City. I probably should go with my friends. Oh, interesting. To a school that was a religious because I grew up in the church. And I wanted to be with my friends. It was that battle between do I pursue my dream or do I stick it out with my friends that I grew up with in the church forever, you know? It's Wait, like, and just to pause, just for a point mm-hmm. of reference, when you're saying I got small again, you're saying small with your self-confidence? Yeah. Or, okay. And, and just kind of bringing down my shine as who I am as a person. Because right. sometimes I felt like I was being too big. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, you know, I taking that. up too much space, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that did happen, I realized like I had a lot of, you know, even family saying to me, you know, Alicia, you probably should go with them to school. It'll be safe. Um, you'll know some people at school and you won't just be out there by yourself. And then on top of that, performing, like, is that real? Is that a real career? You know, right. like, right. you can't make money doing that. You can't make money. <laughs> or you're going to be that starving actor. Like, why would you want to do that to yourself? So, you know, I'm yes. young and these people, they live longer than me. So why wouldn't I believe them? You know, like, what? I'm of course. <laughs> so, of course. Oh, it breaks my heart. But yes, I have yeah, so I mean, similar messaging. I'm, I'm relating right. to everything you're saying right now. But yes, continue. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. So yeah. I went to school. I went to HBC, a small HBCU in Huntsville, Alabama with my friends that was also religious based. Uh, it's called Oakwood University now, but it was Oakwood College then. Okay. I went there for two years and I was like, uh, no, I can't do this. Like mm-hmm. I literally, I, I tried. Like I gave it, like they say the old college try. I literally, I gave them two years. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and was it that you felt more like a big fish in a small pond kind yeah. of thing? Yes. Okay. I just didn't fit. Right. It didn't fit. Yeah. And this actual school has amazing music department. Um, like some of the, some of the like really well-known singers like Brian McKnight, Take Six. Um, they all went to this school. Oh, wow. But, okay. Yeah. But the thing is, what I wanted to, I didn't want to be a solo artist. I wanted to get into theater and kind of do that thing. But sure. I, yeah. So I left and I actually auditioned. I didn't tell my mother. I was going home for spring break and I got money from a friend of mine because I was broke. I'm a college kid. Let's be serious. Mm-hmm. I saw an ad for the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh. Um, and yeah. And they were having auditions all around the country. And they happened to have an audition in Nashville, Tennessee. And I said to my friend, I want to do that. Like, I want to audition, but I am broke. I don't need money. Like, how? he's like, listen, don't even worry about it. Fill out everything. I will give you the money because I know this is what... Right. Oh, that right. is a good friend right there. Right. Oh. So, I didn't tell my mom. 
And I, on my way, because I'm from Indiana, Evansville, Indiana. So my trek from Huntsville was, you know, Nashville's on the way. So I'm not going to just stop in Nashville and audition and just keep pushing on home. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. And so I did. I auditioned. I was terrified because there were hundreds of kids there. I'm sure. And so there's that. And I'm like, okay, all these kids. And then they're going to other cities around the country. I mean... What I, uh, Alicia, at least she, at least she showed up. At least she showed up. So I didn't even think about it. I was like, okay, I auditioned and it's going to go home. No one knows about this, but my friend in um, Alabama. So it is what it is. But I wasn't thinking. I put my home address. Of course you did. My mother's <laughs> address. <laughs> so uh, don't tell me. Did your mom end up opening the acceptance letter? The letter. So fast forward a few weeks later. Yes. She calls me. She's like, so there's my mom was very she's passed on, but she was very southern. Like okay. the way she, she's like, Alicia, I got this thing in the mail saying you got accepted to who <laughs> in New York. And I was like, What? Uh yeah. What is it? So she said, it says you're going. Oh and I'm like, what are you doing? From mama right now. And, and so I said, well, are you okay with me going? And she's like, well, you know I'm okay, but why didn't you tell me? <laughs> but you can tell she was ready. She knew. She knew yeah. what her daughter or where her daughter was meant to be. Yeah. And it's she the big knew. city. Always mm. super supportive of me. Like constantly just always behind whatever I wanted to do. Um, so, yeah, I was grateful for that. So I moved to New York, went to the conservatory, did that, and I performed for it a little over 10 or 11 years professionally. Okay. And then life got crazy. That's mm -hmm. life does. Mm -hmm. And I was dating and just being a New York girl as those things happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I lived that New York life for about six years and I loved it. Oh, yes. <laughs> and yes. I got pregnant okay. and I was like, okay, well, there's that Lord, what am I going to do? And so for me, at the time, because I was still struggling with just sexuality in general, I was like, okay, if I, let's say I don't want to be with a man beyond this point, the likelihood of me having a child again is pretty slim. Mm. So I'm just going to take the leap mm. and I'm going to have this baby and see what happens. Mm. And that was rough. That was probably one of the roughest points in my life. I was at my lowest. I was on the verge of eviction. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's tough. In tough. New York. Because New York's in already York. a hard city. So if you're floating at the, floating the lower at levels, that makes level. it like life and death every day, right? Every, literally every day. And so oh, I um, I called my mom and I was like, I I need to come home. Like, I just, I need to come home and regroup. And I just, I guess I have to forget about this whole performing thing. But I always wanted to be a nurse as a child. I, I, I went to a hospital to see one of my cousins. They had a baby. And I remember seeing, this is like, I think it was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And I looked in the window of the nursery and I saw these women back there taking care of these babies. And I said to my mom back then, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to take care of babies. I had no idea. Let me say <laughs> right now that you're a few years later on the other side. Right, I'm like, 
Meanwhile, labor and delivery was the last thing that I wanted to get into. I, I, once yeah, I that's a lot of words. Cool. For those who love labor and delivery, I'm like, oh, bless y'all. Bless y'all. Because yeah. it just wasn't for me. Sure. But So I went back home. I went to school for nursing because I, I just needed a means to an end, really, at the end of the day. Like, I love- And support. I imagine your mom was there to help you raise your daughter, yeah. it sounds like. Yes. Oh, very okay. much. Nice. She, nice. When I needed to go to clinicals, my mom was retired at the time too. So it was also a great company for her, for my daughter to be there because she was living by herself. So my what mom, a blessing. My yeah, it was a blessing for both yeah. of them. And my, my they, they had the best relationship. So I, it's, it was just, even though it was a hard time, it was necessary because my daughter built a relationship with my mom that I could have never imagined. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. So Went to nursing school, came back to the city after I realized Evansville was not going to be the mainstay. Right. You ever been to Evansville? I mean, listen, Evansville, Indiana. No. Is it a bit much? Here's the thing. Like, I grew up in Evansville. Evansville, when I was growing up, was a great place for Mm -hmm. if you wanted, like, a suburban type of lifestyle. Okay. Um, But in terms of diversity and really having true exposure to all types of people, not so much. Full salad. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> and you know, for in my family that still lives there, they love it there. You know, it's it works for some people. It just didn't work for me. And that's what it is. And so I moved back to the city as a nurse, not even thinking about performing. And I I did the nursing thing for up until I mean, I kind of did some things here and there, like performing wise, like I did some commercial work but nothing to where I was really going back into it and saying, I'm back in the game. Okay. And that didn't actually happen until how we were talking before when I walked out of my job at, at the beginning of this year. And I said, I have been suppressing who I really am for mm-hmm. so long. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I quit my job. I got back on every platform imaginable in terms of, acting, headshots, my website, the whole nine. And now I'm, I'm podcasting and all the things, you know, just trying to just make it happen as best as I can. So, yeah. Well, Alicia, thank you for sharing that journey with us. That is incredible. Incredible. I want to actually take just one step back to what you just said. I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Like in mm-hmm. the work you do on the medical side, but also the work that you do on the healing more naturopathic side right would you agree with me that when we are living outside of our purpose it can be absolutely exhausting to our spirit and to our bones physically literally (laughs) it really is and I think for me like me walking out of that job was me saying one now that I'm like look like in retrospect I'm thinking okay I was fi- trying to find purpose in something that really wasn't my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I was pushing myself. I've got to prove, I've got to prove that I'm valuable in this space, despite the fact that I'm not really happy in this space. Right, right. And at the time, I didn't know if me going back into performing or whatever would even be possible. So let mm-hmm. me just push myself. And I compromised not only myself, I would compromise those I provided care for, everything. Honestly, everything was compromised. And so all that to say for people who are in those positions where you are burning yourself out, 
you're not just burning yourself out. You're bur- everyone around you is affected. Yeah, everyone is affected. And so, if you're a healer, it's important that you take care of yourself first and set mm-hmm. those boundaries. And I wasn't setting boundaries. Right. I wasn't because I was so afraid. What? So you were afraid of setting the I boundaries. Was, you're saying afraid of setting the boundaries because I was worried about my employer. Like, what will uh, they say if yeah. I say at this point of the evening, I cannot answer any more emails from families that are asking questions about COVID-related issues? Or mm-hmm. at this point, can I say that this, you know, even if we do have something that's COVID-related, because it's not emergent, because of where I worked at the time, it wasn't something that I could do. So if you caught COVID, there's no, you would have to go to the hospital. Like, I wasn't working at in a hospital. Like, what am I going to do? All right. All right. Well, wishes. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, exactly. right. I, mean, I don't want to downplay COVID either, but at the same no. time, yeah. I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. in a way that just was not beneficial, one to myself or to anyone around. So I literally had to take a look at myself beyond like my job being, my workplace being an abusive environment. I still had to take accountability for what part I played in it as well, you know? And what was your wake-up call, would you say? Was it one thing or was it multiple steps growing in that direction? It was multiple steps. I had mm-hmm. I was working with another team member that had to step out or, you know, take a, a leave, a mental health leave because of the stress of this place. So that was like, mm-hmm. oh, like Ouch. This is in, right, this is intense. Like, but I'm still going to try and barrel through because, quote unquote, they need me here, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, yes, I think that's the human condition. I think most of us want to feel needed. Like there, I can kind of feel like a drug sometimes. Like yes. it feels good to be needed and wanted. Exactly. And so now the Alicia that I have witnessed, which has been relatively new and your growing audience that I've noticed. So you're new to a lot of us. Like tell us yeah. about some of the passions you're focused on right now. So right now I am actually the host, yay, of the Edomy podcast. And this has been a long time coming. I was sharing with you before that I've always wanted to be a talk show host because I can, I can literally talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And I love learning about people in general and their lives and their journeys and how they mm-hmm. get to certain points in mm-hmm. life. It's just interesting to me because the human Same. experience is not cookie cutter. Everybody has all, everyone's story is so different, you know? Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm nosy. I want to know, like, girl, how did you do that? <laughs> like, what? like, I right. want to know. Um, so this podcast, I started, one, because of the human experience. I want to learn about different people's experiences, but also because my podcast is called the Eat and Me Podcast. Mm-hmm. I have struggled with, eating my whole life. I am an emotional eater, binge eating, you name it. If, if it involves me like eating in an oh, excess, I'm that person. Yeah. Right. You're not alone. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and, you know, that's why I, that was another reason why I wanted to actually start this podcast is because I knew I wasn't alone. Right. Like I know there's so many other people out there with stories either around, you know, being someone that overeats or that has struggles with bulimia or anorexia or whatever that looks like. And so I just wanted to share those stories with the community at large and let them know, like, these people are also in the same position. And some of these people are 
professional people, people you would never even imagine that would be struggling with something that you would think would seem so minuscule in their realm, like they've succeeded in so many things. How could food that has no thoughts or feelings have this control over you? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I, I just wanted to have that voice for not only myself, but for so many other people that are out there that are struggling silently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's oh, why I'm at with this right now. I'm, I'm loving it. It's it's been it's been amazing. My yeah. my actual dream is just to be a, like a podcast host, and to be be, awesome. I've always wanted to have my own talk show. So this is it. everything to me. So like you know, if I do start some other type of project, I'm just letting God just kind of like do His thing with me at this point. I've listened to a few podcasts and your wow. energy is just infectious. Like you can tell how much you care about this subject and how much you want to bring us along for the journey. So thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you. Um, I think it's also for me, because I've been plant-based for uh, since what, 2009, the end of 2009, I went plant-based because I have multiple sclerosis. That's a whole other situation. But um even with me being plant-based, I still struggle with all of the things mentally in my head, right? Sure. Like I, I know that being, being, you know, incorporating more plant-based foods in my diet will help with certain things, but I still have that mental component that I'm still struggling with. And I think that's where some people think like, okay, you're plant-based, so you have it all figured out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you are the model you know, eating person. And it's like, no, sweetie, I'm still struggling. Yes. That is, I think one of the human conditions. I I think I shared with you, I went to NYU and I studied applied psychology. And so I did my thesis on addiction. And Mm -hmm. what I have learned is that I, and believed, because I don't know that I learned this when I was writing the thesis, but I believe every one of us has some type of addiction, whether it's food, alcohol, drugs, scrolling through social media can be an addiction, the addiction for love, the addiction for sex. Like Mm -hmm. there is that thing that I think we're all constantly searching for the answers. And maybe if you heal it in one way, like I don't mind sharing, I did have uh, bulimia in college. I I danced professionally with the Dance Theater of Harlem. and. I was super skinny of the 115 pounds, but they were constantly telling me, you got to lose weight, you got to lose weight. And so surprise, surprise, I developed an eating disorder. (laughs) So there was that, but I got the therapy, I did the work. And so, you know, that is healed for the most part. And I have tools to manage that. But then now it's coffee. Like it feels like it moves to different areas in my life. And this is like, I'm doing a huge, you know, 20 year gap. There's there's other things that I, you know, addiction, and then I healed it and addiction, and then I healed it. Right, right now it's the coffee because caffeine just is not my friend at all. Like that's another episode of, of <laughs> me healing my, actually, I'm going to put that out there right now. We're going to do an episode of me and my process of healing my addiction to coffee. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all that to say that, yeah, I think, I think we just got to keep being curious and keep asking yeah. the questions and keep figuring out what works for our own bodies. Right. I, and I think that's what's also something I'm learning is learning myself, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like taking in, oh, there's the Atkins diet or there's this or there's that. And then just sticking to that because everyone else is doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's like finding what works for my body and being okay with that, despite what, because like when I decided to be plant based, I had family members that were like, are you crazy? Well, you know, tell us, tell us more for the listeners who might be saying that right now. Like, what do you mean by plant based? Like, what? Because people define that differently. So, what does it mean to you? So, for me, and the reason why I say I'm plant based is because I still I consume honey. But okay. for the most part, I don't eat any um, foods or anything that contains animal products besides the honey oh. situation. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, for people that are vegan, you know, their whole lifestyle, and I'm talking about clothing, accessories, typically are all vegan. I'm not sure. that girl. Sure. Not that girl. Okay. Yeah. And have you noticed... Differences, because you mentioned the MS. So have you noticed an no. improvement in your body? Yeah, yeah for sure. So when okay. I was initially diagnosed with MS, my whole left side of my body, I could, I didn't have gross motor skills. I didn't have fine motor skills. For mm-hmm. me to lift my arm, it felt like I was lifting like at least 20 pound weights. And oh. I was really out of breath. I'm a left-handed person as well. So because of that, I couldn't write. Oh, how scary. It was almost as if I had a stroke. Oh, my right? goodness. Yeah. Wait, and was this like a temporary thing, like for a couple hours, or was this like a couple days? It what was months. Was this? Oh, a couple months. Oh, my goodness. It was months. Oh, Alicia. Yeah, this oh, how scary. Yeah, I was in nursing school dealing with oh, all this. Shit. Oh, um, shit. The right side of my body, I could, I had no tempor- temperature regulation. So if I put my hand in hot water, I could stalled or just burn myself because I couldn't feel it. Oh, shoot. Um, and okay. with me changing my diet, I'm not saying that all of it was because of my diet change, but it did help with I, my energy levels. I was able to get through nursing school. I obviously write again. I can write. <laughs> nice. The um, regulation is, it's still a work in progress, but I can actually, even beyond the temperature reg- regulation, when I would touch a person, I couldn't even feel, you know, when you touch something, you know you're touching something beyond the temperature. I couldn't even feel that. But I put my mm. hand on something, I didn't know, but my eyes were closed. I couldn't tell you that my hand was on something. You could feel like it's Ugh. an arm or it's a piece of wood. I couldn't tell you what it was. And now I can do those things. And I know a lot of it was attributed to me being plant-based. Oh, that's fabulous. And how yeah. many years have you been plant-based? Uh, oh my gosh, since what, 2009? Uh, so, oh, many, many years. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's plenty of time yeah. to know that this is working for your body right now. It's working. I mean, I, I take supplements, obviously, because with, you know, the plant-based, plant-based, quote unquote, like vegan diet, there's certain things that you can't get. So like omegas, B12, and just B-complex, things like that. I, I do take those supplements to, yeah. you know, take, you know, make sure I'm actually having that for my daily intake, but it's been great. And I mean, honestly, even when I wasn't plant-based, I never liked meat. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just, okay. The taste of it was just not for me. Okay. Certain, certain things. Like I, I do miss like brisket, like where I'm from. Uh, and it's yeah, being from the South, you said, right? Barbecue. Yeah. Oh, that would be tough. <laughs> yeah, so I do miss it. I do miss like, eating some of those things but I'm like I'm okay like I said I could 
take or leave me, honestly. But that's not everybody, you know? And plus you notice a difference in your energy. Like, right. do I want energy or do I want to feel like crap? And I love right. that you're choosing the energy. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Alicia, this has been so wonderful. I just want to say thank you. And where can my community find you? Oh, thank you so much. So you all can find me, like Michelle said, you can find me at alishachristian.com. That's my website. Uh, information about my podcast is on there as well. My, I have an acting reel from like years ago. You can see like, oh girl, you've, you've lost weight. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I was on there. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and then also you can find me on Instagram. I am Nursey Leash on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as Alicia Christian. And then I just joined TikTok. I'm, I'm, I feel like the old person on TikTok. I'm like, uh, I think I'm the, the Alicia Christian on TikTok. I'm trying to figure out this TikToking. I am aging myself, Michelle. It's it's a lot. I don't even touch it. I let my teenage daughter take over my TikTok account. Don't tell anybody. It's too intimidating for me. Um, I I, I completely understand because it's a lot. The algorithm situation, I'm still, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. How about that? So yeah, those are the places you can find me. I love it. Well, speaking of doing your best, thank you for showing your bright light. Thank you for continuing to share and pour into the community. And just thank you for being you. I I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for your podcast and everything that you're doing. Like I've been following and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing because I love seeing Black women empowered and also sharing healthy eating lifestyle with everyone. Um, because it's so important for our community just to be educated on eating well and then also just living an amazing life. Like your pictures with your husband, the joy. I'm just like, oh, they look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing our best. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, my friend. We will talk soon. Yes. Thank you so much again. I'll see you. Thanks so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes for you at michellefox.com forward slash podcast. Click over there when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. And until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love.